This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're going to um, look in Deuteronomy 32nd chapter. So glad that you're here. We pray for, uh, pray for you uh, that you would. Uh, if you're looking for change, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, and time for uh, change. If you're looking for, uh, you know, one step further, a lot of times people have change on their wish list, but you know, take it a step further. You're looking for a way to change. Let me encourage you. I know the way to change, and his name is Jesus. If you will decide and choose, and it is a decision, it is a a very determined and distinct decision to follow Jesus. Not just to start, but stay with it and keep on following Jesus uh, and accept his lordship, embrace his lordship. Uh, in your life, not just he's not just Savior, he's Lord. The Bible says in Romans uh, nine and ten, the fa- famous uh, Romans road that they call it to salvation. It says, if a man believe in his heart, a woman believe in in their heart that God raised Jesus from uh, the dead and confess him as Lord. You know this thing. This life is about the lordship of Jesus. Now, what what is lordship? It means that he is given the absolute right to direct, uh, to call the shots, uh, you know, to lead in our life. He's the center of our life. And that's the lordship of Jesus. Now, now, a lot of times people stop, you know, short of the glory of God in that they don't embrace him as Lord. They just need a savior thing about that is that, you know, they're usually getting saved every other week or every other trouble or every other time that, you know, uh, we wander and wind up in a ditch or in a problem or a situation like that. Quote, we need a Savior. No, we really need a Lord. And if we have plenty of trouble, but it won't be like the trouble from before. Amen. Are you listening? There's plenty of trouble in this life for the Christian or non-Christian. For those following Jesus and those uh, not following uh, Jesus. Uh, but for the Christian, we overcome that trouble. You know, because he overcame it. There's the difference. You, you overcome. All right? Whatever comes. All right. Let's, uh, the title of this message is Stir It Up. Say, Stir It Up. All right. Deuteronomy 32. Uh, verses 9 through 12, and I'm going to read out of the message, but before uh, I read that in its entirety, I want to pull out verse 11 from the Amplified Bible. It says, As an eagle that stirs up her nest, that flutters over her young, he spread abroad his wings, and he took them, he bore them on his pinions. And down a little further in that portion of Scripture, in 13, it says, He made Israel ride on the high places of the earth. Let me read it out of the Message Bible, starting with verse number 9. It says, But God himself took charge of his people, took Jacob on as his personal concern. He found him out in the wilderness in an empty, windswept wasteland. He threw his arms around him, lavished attention on him, guarding him as the apple of his eye. He was like an eagle hovering over its nest, overshadowing its young, then spreading its wings, lifting them into the air, teaching them to fly. God alone led him. There was not a foreign God in sight. All right, Father, we thank you for our time together. Thank you that the Holy Spirit will make it a productive and a profitable time for your word is given to us for instruction, for revelation, with the purpose of transformation. We embrace you and it in Jesus' name and give you all the praise and glory for it. Lord, say this with me. Say, Lord, show me. Lord, help me. Lord, change me. Thank you. 
Amen. All right, uh, uh, on October the 24th, very unusual 2018, I spend time in uh, my, my most of, I'm a morning person, I spend time first with God in the, uh, in the morning, and I, I, cannot, uh, I cannot recall any other time that God has said in October what to preach in January. <laughs> Never. And I, uh, you know, I wrote it down. Of course, it's important uh, to write down what the Lord says to us. We, what we're holding in our uh, in our hands here is the you know is how God does things. He finds folks that treasure and value uh, what He says enough to write it down and capture it. Are you listening? Uh, and God will, and you'll find if you'll do something, if you do right with what God has given you, you'll get even more. It's so much just the writing down. It's it's the I treasure what God says to me. Because here's the thing about what God says: God makes what He says happen. Now listen, and it will happen for you if it's believed, if it's heard and believed and acted upon. All right. So I wrote this down, and it is a prophetic uh, proclamation. Now all prophecy is. It, a prophecy is is telling us beforehand, is a pointing towards, and it's a foretelling. So I want to qualify that. I'm making a prophetic pro- proclamation because this is what the Lord said. I believe it, and I, I believe it enough that you know that I'm going to put it out there. I also believe that if I don't put out there what God tells me to put out there when I stand in front of God, I don't want to be in that situation. Amen. Uh, I'm going to say what he says and do what he says too. All right? And the greatest thing that we can do is to obey God always. The greatest thing we can do for ourselves but also for uh, other people. Now, our prophecy is to be judged. The scripture teaches us that. Words are, are, are to be judged. You know, uh, and really judged this way, consider the source. Amen. Consider the source. Uh, there are two sources here. All right. First source is, if this is God's word, it came from God. Second source is, is that, uh, uh, is that if whether or not the messenger uh, is of God or not. That's why we don't want to mess up the message by living messy lives. Let's let's move forward. You know. I re- you know, <clears throat> prophetic proclamation from two th- uh, 2018, October 24th. Oh, I can change comfort zones, son and daughter. I know just how to stir up the nest so that eagles can learn to fly. Matter of fact, 2019 will be a stirring, a stirring to the great. Not only will I discomfit the nest, I'll also refuse to feed the comfortable as I have done before. A change is in order, change of place and change of grace for all. Great grace will replace good grace. We're called to, you're called to greater things than to just sit there and be fed. Learn to fly and to multiply. Feed yourself. Learn to feed yourself and to feed others. Learn to fly and ride high. Go higher, go further, go faster, go greater. There is a danger in growing too big for the box, too big to carry on the wing. Getting too far over into the fat of won't and don't, substituting my will and my way for your own will and your own way. There'll be a whole lot of this type of asking, what is this? And there'll be a whole lot of my answering, this is that. Stirring the nest and teaching to fly. That's the end of uh, that prophetic word. Now let's, let's turn over to Proverbs 3 uh, and 11. Now, 
I've done a little bit of research uh, in this, and, and thank God for YouTube. You know, I mean, I've heard, uh, I've, re I've, I've read articles on this. I've heard people teach and preach about this before, but uh, um, I, I uh, watched some actual um, films on nature uh, and of actual, of actual eagles in this process. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, the scene that we, uh, and the, uh, the scroll down of the word said, you know, one day the mama comes and just invades the nest and pushes the baby uh, out. Uh, that's not entirely correct, though uh, there are times when it feels like with God that, you know, that we're, that we're just being pushed you know, out of our comfort zone. But I want to tell you, you never have to be pushed if you can be led. Now, uh, in some of the actual, actual documentation, and of course, we ju I just don't have time to play that because, you know, uh, it's, it's showing actual interaction. But in most of the documentation, the mama and the daddy eagle are uh, there they build uh, uh, they build uh, nests high usually either in a cliff or they'll build it in a high craggy tree and it's made of, of you know big sticks eagles are, are strong uh, some of the greatest birds that there are very strong they're not they're not building it out of little twigs and you know pieces of thread and stuff like that uh, they build it out of uh, um, you know, strong materials, you know, big sticks and crags and things like that. But then they line that, before they lay their eggs, they line that with uh, fur and feathers, uh, not just their own feathers, but out of stuff that, you know, they have prey that they have taken for food. They line the nest with and make it soft for the eggs and all. And then when the eaglets are hatched out, of course, you know, uh, it's soft and fluffy and nice and comfortable as any mama would love to, you know, loves her babies, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, But eventually, you know, the more you feed them, they grow and then they, and, and probably the eaglets are not really aware, uh, you know, of uh, just what they're capable of or their destiny. We have to be, we have to be shown. And so most of these documentations, the mom, uh, one in particular, the mom and, and uh, uh, daddy eagle are sitting there. And the mama, she flies in and she, you know, you know what mamas do. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, making eagle noises. And, you know, the daddy, of course, is like, you know, oh, whatever. And uh, <laughs> I'm just giving you my interpretation. He's sitting there like a rock, you know, whatever. And. <laughs> And the, but the you know the the and the baby eagles um you know they were watching TV or something they were involved and you know whatever you could see them in the nest you kind of see their little backs or whatever so uh, you know she keeps on every once in a while you know squawkity squawk then she flips over her into the nest and uh, how many of you know when Mama gets up in the middle of stuff things start happening so and she flips over there and repeats herself you know <laughs> apparently got their attentions one way or other because she hops back out there with the father who's like you know please whatever i'm trying to you know <laughs> i'm trying to do what dads do you know what i'm saying look important and you know be here for y'all so anyway uh it, it goes on, and then pretty soon one of them was, there was three of them in there, but one of them, uh, you, you'll see him, you know, you see him kind of walking around in there, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, his little wings start, starts, you know. Well, the nest is too small for him to open up those wings, so he gets out on the edge, you know, and he's, you know, holding them out. They're kind of like, wow, what is, what's this? What's this? And apparently, you know, must have felt pretty good that he had a little, little room to work with. Or, you know, felt good to, you know, hey, I've discovered these things and what are they for? So he's out there. And then it's cute because, you know, uh, 
I guess that's what God must have thought of us, you know, saying when we first started out and, and things, you know. He didn't just have their, his wings out. It's like he's hopping a little bit. He'd walk over here and hop and flop the wings. Walk back over there and hop and flop the wings. You know, around here, we like hip hopping. We encourage it. We encourage discovery. We encourage stretch on out with God. We encourage, you know, get out on the edge. Get out of your comfort zone. Get out on the edge. Try. Amen. Uh, try towards the fly. Because there's something instinctively inside of us that knows, boy, uh, you know, when things begin to stir up, we know that we're made for more. Amen. We know this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't all there is. But, you know, that can be a, you know, it's all, there are times in life when it's just very unknown. Everything, you got more questions than you got answers, and it's unknown, you know. And I'm sure... Uh, you know, uh, I know for me a lot of times, you know, the first, uh, the, uh, the, the first question is, well, what if I fall, meaning I'm going to fail, you know? Well, you're never going to fall sitting there. Well, I take that back now. You know, there's a, there was one boy that was in a meeting, the preacher preached so long, he fell out the window and broke his neck. They had to raise him from the dead. The moral of that story is don't you dare fall asleep in church. Now, I'm going to tell you what, this carpet looks soft, but you might, first you might snore. You could drool if you get real sleepy. But you might fall, you might fall out of your own chair. So, you know, I'd rather be awake and fall than to be asleep and fall. <laughs> Amen. But that's God's way. He said, like an eagle who stirs her nest. He hovers over us. You know, he'll start, he'll start leading us by talking to us first. You know, and we see God. We really do. If we're looking for God, you're going to see God. You're going to see God. You may not put two plus two together. At first, all they're thinking about, you know, boy, thank God, here comes God. We're going to get taken care of again. But then after a while, you realize, see, you're too big to just get taken care of like that anymore. It's on to growing up and maturity and learning to fly. He... He taught Jacob to fly. <clears throat> you know, Jesus, when, when, when he was launched into his ministry, it wasn't even his idea. His mama told him. And he, matter of fact, told mama, it ain't my time. You know? Well, she just jumped down the middle of that nest and whatever he says to do, do it. Well, he's kind of on the hook then. You know, she came to him. She said, they're out of wine. Do something. He goes, it's not my time to do nothing. I ain't doing nothing, woman. I understand. I'm happy. I'm just here as a guest. You understand? It ain't up to me. She goes, whatever he says to do, do it. And it's like, walks off. I told you I ain't doing nothing. She didn't take no for an answer. You know, sometimes we tell God, no, 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 uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to do, do, do anything. I'm not going to do that. And God just says, whatever. He leaves it right in our lap. <clears throat> he just kind of, you know, it's no longer comfortable just to sit there. Moving right along, uh, Proverbs 3 and 11. Uh, <clears throat> I want this to be a very encouraging uh, time for us. But also, um, but also, I've learned this. I, you know, the, the, the fear of the Lord, there's, that's something that's really kind of lacking. Oh. Uh, in many, many corners today. 
The Bible says, though, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That before we can, before the wisdom begins to work in our life, we need to understand that God is a God who means what he says. He's gracious. He's, he's so great. He's, he gives great grace, and he has this greater love. And he is the greatest uh, of all. But he is also absolutely purposed uh, to see you and I conform to the image of his son, Jesus. He is absolutely purposed as a good father to raise sons and daughters that are worthy of his name. Amen. Now, I, you know, uh, I was raised by folks that, you know, now, Mama, you know, you'd push her and then she'd go, you wait till your father gets home. That was Mama's ultimate threat. You wait till your father gets home. Now, I can tell you this, when it got to there, that waiting was in fear and trembling because that old woman would tell on you. If she didn't get you with that spoon, when it got to there, it had gone to a different level. I probably said something politically incorrect, didn't I? What was she doing with the spoon? I'll leave that to your imagination. She was stirring it up. <laughs> Proverbs 3.11. Let's go for a call down the whole world on top of me uh, here. Uh, this is the Passion Bible. It says, My child, when God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. For the Father's discipline comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Only comes from his passionate love and pleasure for us. Uh, I want to read Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And I'm going to read that out of the... Out of the uh, Out of the Passion Bible as well. It says, uh, And have you, uh, this is Hebrews 12, uh, part of verse 5. It says, And have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, My child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. And when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. Fully embrace God's correction as part of your training, for he is doing what any loving father does for his children. For who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We all should welcome God's discipline as a validation of authentic sonship. For if we have never once endured his correction, it only proves that we are strangers and not sons. And isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? Then we should demonstrate. Uh, I just feel the Lord right there just kind of stop me and correct me. Now, I'm gonna, uh, listen. You know, you can live resentful and bitter uh, in your life from both sides of that of what happened in, with, you, in your, in your, with your earthly parents. Either they overdid or underdid. And I find people many times be resentful and bitter and carry that in their life forward. And I'm going to tell you what now. That's a major roadblock because we carry that same image and that out of that experience into our relationship with our Heavenly Father. And uh, uh, there are things that, that we just have to, you have to let it go. You know, and I'll tell you something, you know, there, there, uh, it, there's this skill and it's a choice and it's a skill that has to be developed. And, you know, we, we have to learn how to, how to walk in forgiveness, not just natural forgiveness, but supernatural forgiveness. First of all, receive forgiveness uh, of God and from God, and then and then give that, receive that freely and fully, and then give that away. And it has nothing to do with feelings at all. I mean, your feelings can be absolutely. If you stay within your feelings, you know, uh, that's a that's just a. a that's a boiling kettle that will never settle down. I mean, it will just keep you stirred up. 
And many times we're not aware of the root that causes the fruit, but we're reacting certain ways uh, when it comes to any form of any form of what we would consider, you know, discipline or instruction or correction. We go, and and you'll notice that thing would just flare up with, ain't gonna, ain't gonna tell me what to do now. Who they tell me what to do? I'll tell you, you need to run that thing down because more than likely you got an issue. Nobody's telling anybody what to do, you know, but God has a right to tell everybody. He does, listen, he does tell people, but he still gives people a free choice. He goes, now listen, he said, if you won't let that go, I've forgiven you, but if you won't let that go, he said, I'm going to tell you what that's going to result in. He goes, you're going to be given over to the torment because that's his territory. That unforgiveness and anger and resentment and holding on, you know, well, I didn't deserve that. Honey, Jesus didn't deserve the cross, neither. I mean, you know, but that cross bought us a freedom, are you listening, so we don't get what we deserve. And if he freely forgave us, listen, you got to, you know, there, we, you know, what can anybody, anybody do to us that it was done, that was done greater than what was done to him? And, he, and listen, and on the cross, there were very few words. I thirst. You know, son, here's your mother. Mother, here's your son. Are you listening? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And it is finished. Let's read down a little bit further. Well, I don't have any respect for my earthly father or mother because such and such and so and so. Now listen, it says, isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? More than likely imperfectly, maybe improperly. But their assignment, they were the ones God chose for you and their assignment was to try to shape your life as best they saw fit. Are you listening? And you have to respect them for that. At least they tried. At least they cared. Are you listening? I'll tell you, as a man, one of the, you know, respect is probably the most important thing that we have. One of the, one of the deepest disrespects that I feel uh, uh, that, that really just, you know, I'm not careful. I mean, it 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 makes my diesel engine pour black smoke because I just you want to, you know, and shift gears with that. Is a man uh, that will not take care of his own family, and I'm not talking about putting bread on the table stuff like that. That's important. But here's the other thing. You know, I learned a long time ago, right after I first got saved who the real source was. Because I remember having to tell God, you know, if you've ever been without a job or been without, been in bad circumstances, I learned real quick, you know, I had to have a provider in order to provide. But I learned also the responsibility to stand up spiritually. Uh, 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 to st- Listen, to follow Jesus and give them someone to follow. If I wanted them to follow me, I need to be following someone who knew where they were going. I need to be following someone that would protect and provide so I could protect and provide. And I, I got, listen, I do have something for a word of advice. Are you listening? For, uh, old men, young men, uh, you know, uh, it's more than just how we feel and, and this and that. There is a position that we have been placed in and we need to have the perspective that under God we will fight to our dying breath. Are you listening? Uh, to protect and provide for our family. I will not abrogate my responsibility to somebody else. I feel that way as the pastor uh, uh, of this church. See? You can't just lay up in the bed. You've got to get up and walk the fence. Are you listening? Pass all the sheep and underneath the rod and find out. Sometimes you got to pull them over and say, you know, man, you got a big old corn tick as big as my thumb up in your ear. No wonder you can't hear. Let me pull that thing off. Anyhow, let's move right along. 
All right. Then we should demonstrate as an even, an even greater respect for God, our spiritual father, as we submit to his life-giving discipline. How do we demonstrate to God as our heavenly father? We submit to his life-giving discipline. Amen. Our parents corrected us for the short time of our childhood as it seemed good to them, but God corrects us throughout our lives for our own good, giving us an invitation to share his holiness. Can I define holiness for you? You know, it's not an outward thing. It is It is that there. I'm separated from certain things in order to be separated to certain things. The Bible said for, for priests to the Lord that they wore on their on the term holy to the Lord, separated to the Lord. You know, we can't just any longer, as a kingdom of kings and priests, just live any old witch away. You know, there's certain things we're separated from in order to be unto the Lord. Amen? There's certain things, there's certain words I won't speak, there's certain places I won't go, there's certain activities I will not do because of this. Because we're holy to God. Amen. All right? It's not a matter of holier than thou. It's a matter of that's what Jesus did. You know? And and here's Jesus in the midst. and, And the religious people said, you know, well, you're nothing but a friend of sinners. And he goes, yeah? What do you want me to do? Chop all their heads off? They're the ones that need me. But, but their unholiness isn't affecting my holiness. I want my holiness to affect their unholiness. I want to show them, you can, I can be in the middle of some of this stuff. It don't bother me none. It just don't bother me none. Now, I don't have to go down to, you know, some, uh, <laughs> you know, some old haunt and, 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 and you know, uh, uh, and, and put myself in certain situations to make a point or to prove anything. Are you listening? You know, but as the occasion uh, uh, arises, you know, uh, I've been around all kind of stuff that I used to be involved in, not by choice, just because I want to be around those people. And they invite me. You know, uh, you know, we would go to Christmas parties and stuff with the company or this or that, you know, and everybody's, you know, doing what they do and different things like that. But it's like, you know, when you go to order, I don't order the same thing that they order, you know. I mean, I don't have to do the same uh, things and all that. Why? I'm different. When we first got saved, we had some friends and we went down to their house that evening. We went down to their house and we always had a, you know, a, a, what do they call it, a toddy, you know. And, you know, if you toddy, I don't care what you do. It's your own business, you know. But anyway, we went down. And, you know, they're friends of ours. I had a courtesy. They said, you know, just like normal, you know, they said, you, you know, you want to have a, have a toddy? I said, no. I remember thinking, no, I, you, know, well, you know, this morning we, we got saved. And uh, I just don't want one this evening. And they go, well, that's nice. That's real nice. Had their toddy, and we didn't have ours, and away we went. You know, there was no big scene or anything. But I knew something had changed. My want to had changed. I just didn't want to. All of a sudden, within the first day, I didn't want to. I've kind of tried to follow that want to. You know, I used to feed the other want to, but I didn't. I feed in a new want to anymore. Let's move right along before you feel like I'm meddling in your affairs. Listen, you can do anything you want to do, but I'm going to tell you some stuff will just kill you early. Some stuff will open up the door to deception and the devil and disaster and destruction in your life. You just, it, it, it's just, are you listening? That's, that's the real issue. All right. If God corrects us and stuff like that, it's because he sees a destruction or all that. You know, he said, if you keep going down that road, oh, I tell you, I see folks that, that, that you know, that go down a road and boy, you know, here they are way over here because there was an allowance in their life. They allowed a certain thing and now, man, I mean, they're all up in the middle of it. It's got them. They no longer, I can handle it. They're not handling it no more. It's handling them. Hurting them. Hurting their witness. All right, let's move forward, all right. Uh, Now, 
And listen, it's, there's, he gives us an invitation. You don't have to if you don't want to. This is how God works. He goes, you don't have to if you don't want to. I'm not going to force you and make you. I'm giving you an invitation. Isn't that right? You know that mama eagle? Uh, you know, I mean, they absolutely didn't have to. But after a while, you know, you might just, you know, have it your way. Ain't no food coming your way no more. Understand? I'm done squawking. I've squawked till I can't talk anymore. I flapped my wings and showed you everything. The only thing you got to do, you're going to have to get up there and jump off. I done told you, I done showed you. At some point in time, you're going to have to learn to fly. And you won't ever have to be pushed if you can be led. Moving right along. All right. Uh, now, all discipline seems to be more painful than pleasure at the time. Yet later it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. All right. So there's a... There's a God is, uh, is not, we're not having to strive or try or be better, do better. We simply yield to those inner promptings, yield to the leadership of God. Let him change us from the inside out. We yield and surrender to God. So when Wednesday night comes, you know, uh, and everything, you're running late and all that other kind of uh, stuff, you can either yield to, you know, it's raining, I'm tired, I've worked hard all day. I can talk myself into anything I want to, and I can talk myself out of anything that I want to, but the fact remains, it's what I want to or don't want to. It's on me. It ain't on anybody else. Amen. Where that's concerned. I have to learn to yield to. You have to learn to yield to the Spirit of God. Yield to the Word of God. Yield to the teaching that you're receiving. Even if you hear it and you don't believe it, you're still responsible for it. That's why even if I say it and you don't do it, I'm still responsible for it. Praise the Lord. Let's move right along. Here. All right. <clears throat> A transformation of character. God isn't so much concerned with our conduct as he is our character because our character will affect our conduct. And he's also not so concerned with our comfort as he is his a character being formed in our life. Amen. I probably shouldn't go any further with that. So, be made strong even in your weakness by lifting up your tired hands in prayer and worship. And strengthen your weak knees for as you keep walking forward on God's paths, all your stumbling ways will be divinely healed. Isn't that? Isn't that? Some wonderful promises in that. God's saying, if you just follow me, if you'll do things my way, if you won't exalt your will over my will, you know, uh, so I don't have to say have it your way. If you'll listen to me and, and, you'll, and you'll look for me and you'll, and you'll uh, heed what I say and, uh, uh, and see what I'm doing and you'll give yourselves to that, it will be a very great year. Now, it's going to be great one way or the other, guys. Now, listen. He said this. That he said before us life and death blessing and the curse and when the measure goes to great now let me tell you what the, this is interesting the definition far above regular or ordinary where measurement is concerned far above we are meant to live far above yet sometimes we, we we're, we're satisfied with with so so much below what we're, how God meant us and what we're created for. I'm going to tell you, you, you and I have been uh, have been offered eternal life. Everybody, everybody. Jesus was believing for everybody, and He offers us eternal life. He went so far as to say this to His own disciples. It was in a little bit more intimate teaching. But, you know, see, you know, if you, if you will draw near to God because you want to draw near to God and you really want to know, he'll tell you. You know, if we're satisfied with not knowing, we won't know. But he, he was talking to God, people that were, had drawn near to him. It was a certain degree 
uh, of separation in their life. And, they, and he said to them, and interesting that, you know, let me couch this and this. This will not be a year of comfort. It will be a year of challenge. I sure rather be challenged by God than challenged by the devil and a bunch of fools now. Are you listening? God challenged me to... See, here's the thing, you know. I seen you move. You move the mountain. And we're, you know, I mean, I've done all kind of things. I mean, I've thrown dynamite at it, you know, all kind of stuff like that. But you know, an ego just changes position and the perspective is, yeah, bye-bye mountain. Well, you just... I thought you were so big when I was there, but now that I'm here, just like I look like a molehill. Because my position changed. I'm, and Jesus said this to his, his disciples. He said, now listen, he said, uh, what I'm calling you to, and we're called by God, aren't we? You know, the, the called, every, everybody has been summoned by God. There's a summons on your life. I got a thing in the mail from Tallapoosa County uh, clerk summonsing me uh, in January to be a juror. That little rascal is a legal document. I mean, you, you know, you're in as bad a trouble as the criminal case, the defendant, if you don't show up. Sometimes we think, you know, the invitation, sometimes God's invitation is He summons us. We are, you, you know, I, I, I'd a whole lot rather, you know, be summoned by God. Are you listening? Uh, from one side of the thing than to, you know. Because sometimes the, the, the you know, uh, you know, the, the folks that, that, that bring the consequences to the choices of ignoring God ain't that friendly. I'm trying to balance the good news with the... Well, see, you know, if you focus on the good news, you mean, you mean all I got to do? Kind of like Starsky and Hutch. All we got to do... Not Starsky and Hutch. Who was the other guys? It was an older Western film. Uh, it said, all we got to do is stay clean for a year and we're off scot-free. It said, that's all you got to do. And I mean, the whole thing was is they were in trouble every time they turned around. Circumstantial evidence was that they were, you know, doing what? Who was it? Alias Smith and Jones. That's it. I knew they were, you know, Starsky and Hutch were a different story. And nothing to do with us. Amen. So God says, listen, all you got to do is this. Focus on this side of the line. You won't even have to be worried about that side of the line. But understand there still is a line. There is a line drawn clearly. If you walk in the fear of the Lord, you have nothing to fear from God. But he said this. He said, you, you know, there should be some things that with fear and trembling, we work out our own salvation. It's like, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. You know, it, 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 have you ever not paid attention? Then something happened that got your attention. You know, now the distraction usually wasn't because God was. You know, it was just a bunch of sideshows or this or that, or we just, you know, just weren't paying attention. You know, I'm, I'm in God's good graces. Yeah, but change is in order, and He's changing good graces to great. There's great grace. Amen. Catch the thermals. You know, get out on the edge and start trying. Start trying. Are you listening? To live what Jesus told his disciples. He said, now listen, he goes, there's a high life. That's what I'm offering you. There's a high life. But it comes at the expense of the lower life. He made distinction. There's a higher life and there's a lower life. He said, if you're going to follow me, you'll have the higher life. But here's the only way you get there. You have to be willing to give up some of that lower life in order to go higher. You can't live, you can't live low and, and fly high. Praise the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and say, you know, I think that message was for you. It sure does make me feel better to say so. I'm glad you were here to hear it. You really needed this. 
Shoo, Jesus. I tell you what now. I got splattered, but you got splatted. God sure know what he's doing when he got you. I mean, that's just good. Don't you feel better now? Huh? Weren't you glad the people you loved the most and cared the most about, that they were here to hear this? And that God got them good. <laughs> How about you? Does God need to get you? I'm going to tell you what. Maybe he's been chasing you for just a long, long time. Maybe this is the year 2019, right out of the gate. First Sunday, we get it straight. Let's get it right in the middle of the road with God. I don't know where you're at with the Lord. Maybe you've never accepted him at all. Maybe you have and you just kind of, you know, you know, holding back and waiting and seeing, you know. Let me, let me encourage you. Look, this is a good time to draw near to God and watch him draw near to you. This would be a good year. Wonderful thing about new. Everybody say new. new. The old is gone. Why fool around with the old? And spend any time thinking about the old, you know. Uh, have no regrets. I mean, you know, yesterday's gone. Water under the bridge. Can't do nothing about it. Have no regrets. Get up every morning. Embrace the new for you that God has. And I'm telling you, God's got new mercies every morning. And this morning, it would be a good time to accept the new mercies that he has for you for a wonderful year. There's great grace that comes out of a greater love than you'll ever... Boy, I'll tell you what, now no one can do you like Jesus. I'm going to tell you, you know, I have, I have, God has loved me in so many ways with so many wonderful people. I have, a, I have a gorgeous, wonderful, faithful wife. I have good children. I have even greater grandchildren. Amen. Why do you say that? Because, you know, I mean, God's reward for not killing those good kids was... That they gave us grandchildren, and now all's forgiven, all's forgotten. I'm going to just, every day when they do something, I'm thinking like, there is a God. There is payback. There is a reaping of the sowing. You change their diaper. You, you know, when, you know, they tell you what to, you tell them what to do, and they go, no. (laughs) Amen. There's a God. Amen. It's the reason why they call them grandchildren. Amen. They're grand. Hallelujah. And, they, and I'm, uh, I'm Papa, but really that's just my pet name. My official title. Amen. That's why I appreciate them more. Them children were good, but them babies have made me grand. Amen. Hallelujah. I <clears throat> know why we got off on all of that, but here's the thing. Listen. You know, it's new. There's new for you. Let, let, let's pray a prayer today. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, or you need to go ahead and, and, uh, uh, and invite him uh, at a, uh, you know, uh, invite him back in a, different, in a different day, in a different dimension. It'd be, this would be a, the greatest time. No better time. The Bible says... Today is the day of salvation. Now understand this. Now listen, there are a lot of folks, you know, there are a lot of people that don't know the difference between condemnation and conviction. The devil will condemn you. He'll make you feel bad, but he'll say, but he'll, and he'll say you are bad, so there's no way out. But conviction from God says, you know, It's all right to feel bad. That is bad. But you're not. Change your mind. Let that go. Just let it go. Amen. And I found this. Some stuff is hard. Sometimes some people are hard to let go. Some things are hard to to let go. But if if, if God's dealing over that, see, And let it go. Make a change. More than this, yield to the change that God's trying to bring. But he can only do it with your agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my friends that are here today. Lord, the salvation is a gift. Grace is a wonderful gift. 
grace takes us like we are, doesn't condemn us, but wonderful grace convicts us and gives us the ability to change, offers us the choice, brings the invitation. Father, I thank you today. Those who want to, those who are seeking a change, those who are stirred up over how things are, over who they are, over where they are. I declare change for them today. I declare the door of change open, the opportunity to exercise the option to choose today whom they will serve, whom they will follow. I thank you for it in the name of Jesus. I'll tell you, you're free right now to choose, and I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer with me. You can pray it or not pray it, but if you want to follow Jesus, pray this simple prayer. Jesus, I'm yours. I ask you to lead me. I ask you to guide me. I need you to help me. I want change. So change me. From the inside, change my wants, my desires. From the inside out, Jesus, I choose you. I choose to follow. I choose to believe. I'm going to take the grace. I'm going to learn to fly. I thank you you won't let me fail. If I fall, you'll catch me. Because I'm yours. And Jesus, Jesus, 2019, 2019, you're mine. Amen. All right, God bless you. I thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.